In many of my podcasts, I will use some of my clients as examples on why certain approaches and frameworks will help them out. But today I'm going to take a different approach. I am going to use myself as an example. And people often ask me why and how I got into high performance coaching and consulting in the first place. Today I'm going to tell you a story about me failing repeatedly, and I mean repeatedly at something. And let's see what we can learn about performance and behavior change along the way. Welcome to the Achieve More podcast, where I help people and teams overcome challenges and achieve peak potential using neuroscience and high-performance skills, tools, and approaches. My name is Michael Schill, and I have over 23 years of experience as a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I use this podcast to provide tactical, useful information that you can apply right away to improve, achieve more, and help you live an engaging, productive, and fulfilling life with more balance and less overwhelm. This week, I am going to approach the podcast a little bit different. I'm going to get personal. Most weeks I'm teaching you frameworks and tactics based on the latest neuroscience or behavioral science or whatever science, findings on courage, mindset, and other aspects of improvement and achieving goals. I've taken a lot of training and I've coached a lot of people and teams and worked on literally hundreds of improvement and transformation projects over the past 23 years. And through this, I have seen how the theory and frameworks that I have learned how they relate to real life, that, that these aren't just something that, that sit there on the, on the book or on your screen, that they're actually super useful. The reason I coach and consult in the fields of performance and behavioral change is that I have deeply personal relationship and connection to these concepts. There's some very real reasons why I am all in on coaching and living a thriving life. I've had many experiences in my life that in reflection underscore many of the things that I have learned in my applied neuroscience and behavioral science at change classes. Now, coaching is a two-way street. I often learn and adapt based on the experiences of my clients. Many of my coaching clients talk about how relieving it is to know that others struggle with some of these concepts, that they themselves are not just sort of broken or doing the wrong things necessarily. And so I want to use take this as an example to tell you a little bit about myself and how I have stumbled at times in my life and what we can learn from it. I want to tell you a personal story where I failed over and over before achieving my goal. I'll use myself as an example and demonstrate in reflection how what I learned jibes with the latest science. We can learn where I went right, where I went wrong, and maybe along the way you'll recognize a bit of yourself and maybe this can help you out too. So it starts with a 16-year-old me in grade 11. I was an average student. I managed to get somewhere in the, I don't know, high 60s to mid 70s as a student without trying or really caring. I suppose I was considered a normal Canadian boy. I spent my time playing hockey, basketball, and skiing and hanging out with my friends. I had a terrible relationship with math, though. I never really liked it, I wasn't really good at it, and I didn't understand it. But more importantly than anything else, it just stressed me out. And exams would be stressful for me back then, but math exams in particular were seriously stressful. I would approach them with fear, certain that I would fail. Actually, even further, even earlier than that, I have a very vivid recollection. I can I can feel it right now. The, the the exam I took in grade six math exam, where I was shaking and sweating profusely. Everyone else had finished the exam ahead of time, and I swear I could feel their eyes all on me. But my brain was so fogged up from stress, I just couldn't think straight. I recall I recall thinking at the time I was either going to pass out or pee my pants or both. Now I didn't do either of those things. But, but I did fail the exam because I was so stressed out, I only answered two or three question, questions before panic took over, and I just couldn't even understand the questions. Flash forward to grade 11, and I did so poorly at my math midterm, or it was, it was some big exam, it was maybe my midterm or just after that, but somewhere, it, I took this exam and I got somewhere in the mid-30s as a score. 
did so poorly that my math teacher pointed out after is that it was actually mathematically impossible for me to pass the course. So I had officially hit rock bottom in my math journey, my math relationship. I would fail math that year and I'd have to take it again. But I have awesome parents and at the time my parents hired two professionals to help me out. First, not surprisingly, a math tutor. His name was Morris Majuro Jr. He helped me understand what my strengths were and how to improve in the areas where, where I wasn't strong. He showed me how to relax and how to take an exam strategically. Turns out I actually knew most of the stuff. I just kept freaking myself out that I would forget it all at the time and I'd panic, my brain would cloud over. But in a relaxed setting with a different order and a different mindset, I took the same, the same exam a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, and I nailed it in the low 80s. You know, he was an awesome teacher, a fabulous coach, and just a great mentor to me. And I learned a lot, and he really helped me out when I retook my math, uh, that same math class, the next, uh, the next year. Secondly, my parents hired a psychotherapist who taught me how to stay calm and self-meditate for a few minutes before every exam. I learned how to block out the world, create my calm, and I took three to five minutes to center myself. I also learned how to change my mindset. My mindset. She taught me that, you know, instead of approaching a math exam as something to fear, to look at it as an enjoyable puzzle to play with. It took a while for me to learn these things, but, but it was such an important lesson. Um, I also learned the importance of, of sleep and getting really good sleep. So I would also use that self-meditation technique to go to sleep and get really solid sleep. I did so much better at exams after that. All right, so the next part of my journey, uh, you know, it was a, another down dip. So, you know, I had a down dip. I learned a lot, and then I went down again. I, I decided to not go to college or university after high school. I really wanted to work full-time and not go to school. I had, I did okay with, with overall, but I just, I just didn't, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I purposely did a crappy job at applying to universities, and not surprisingly, I didn't get into any. But my parents, as I've mentioned, are pretty awesome. They pushed me, and they got me into a local college anyways, just as a backup. Begrudgingly, I was the last student to register for any of the classes. There are many great colleges. The one that I got into, it was just for me, as far as I was concerned, just a, a backup, a thing, a place to, to hold my body until I could figure out what I wanted to do. After one year, I transferred to the local university. But after a year at university, they asked me to take what they call a dean's vacation. Uh, you know, my marks were so bad, they wanted me to take a year off to consider my options. And since I was wasting the opportunities that they were providing. But I was allowed to take one course to keep my foot in school. So I took one that seemed kind of interesting, but had nothing to do with anything I had tried before. I figured it was a fluffy throwaway course. It was something to do with international relations. I thought, ah, this is fine. I'll be like reading a newspaper. But in the end, that course and the teacher who taught it drastically changed my life for the better. Uh, the professor in that class... Uh, challenged me in just the right way, and I found myself loving his course and trying for the first time in my life. He pushed me, and I took it gladly, and I showed him how much I loved the course and how much I loved learning, and, and I just threw myself into it. It was amazing. He pulled me aside one day and asked me why I was basically on the way to dropping out of university because I was doing so well in his class. I was at the top of his class, and I was doing really well. In the end, long story short, he figured me out. He figured out what, what it was that made me tick and why I could get interested in something and how I could thrive in, the, in what setting I needed to thrive, basically. He got me back into university full time. I had to apply and because I was on a, on, on a sort of where they had asked me to leave. I had to go through a special application process. And typically you go back in into a regular sort of course thing. But somehow he pulled some strings and got me into the honors political science track. And I remember actually the head of the poli-sci department telling me that he didn't think I deserved it, but somehow somebody somewhere pulled some strings and I got in. So that teacher uh, figured out 
I needed a big challenge in the right way with the right environment and that I needed to just throw myself into it. He also showed me, like that math tutor did, how to strategically approach studying, how to write papers, and how to think at a higher level. Two years later, I actually graduated honors with distinction. So I went in, what, two and a half years from failing out of school to graduating with honors with distinction. Then helped me land a gig teaching English in Japan for a couple of years. He was also the inspiration for me to push myself to apply to a graduate school that I thought was so far beyond me. I had, I had no idea that I could do this. He was a reference for that too, and with his help, I ended up getting into the Masters of International Economics program at the London School of Economics. They had thousands of applicants every year from the brightest students around the world. At the time, they were considered the second best economics school in the world, second only to the illustrious University of Chicago economics program. My program at LSE had only a 4% acceptance rate. Now, I never would have imagined before that having failed at math and having such a terrible relationship before at math that I would end up going to one of the best schools, economic schools in the world. So it's not too bad. It was years later that I connected the dots. The professor that changed my life at university, his name, Morris Maduro Sr. His son was my math tutor in high school. My tutor in high school was Morris Majunior, Morris Majuro Jr. And my 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 coach, my teacher that 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 really got me back in class was his father. And I had no idea at the time. I never put the dots together. It was amazing. So crazy but true. All right. So what did I learn from this? Uh, number one, I'm going to give you six lessons that I learned from that journey. Uh, in hindsight, applying everything that I know from neuroscience and behavioral science and change management, uh, psychology high performance research that that I that I steep myself in right now. So number one, having a growth mindset makes a huge difference. Your mindset changes what you do. I say this a lot. I've already done several podcasts on mindset. I just can't say it enough. We know from neuroscience research that your mindset can change your emotions, your mental health, and even has a biological impact on your body. When I changed my mindset towards math and towards exams and looked at them as something fun and engaging, I, I switched my brain into a forward mode. I moved out of the stress mode and into a go forward and engage life uh, in a thriving way mode. And that makes all the difference in the world with what your, how your brain thinks and the, the, the neurochemicals that you use and how you approach this and how much you love life. An amazing lesson to learn. Number two, having a coach or teacher believe in you can make all the difference in the world. I happen to have a couple of coaches and teachers from the same family, believe it or not, um, that made all the difference. And they were the ones that, that kept me on the straight and narrow and, uh, and kept me going through, uh, which is why I love coaching right now. I love being able to help out other people and help them get through their struggles in their day-to-day -day life. And it's that boring day-to-day -day stuff. That's what matters the most. It's not some highfalutin, high-performance research sort of stuff. It's the everyday stuff that can get you down. That's where it helps to have a coach to help you help you move forward in life. Number three, learning how to meditate and calm myself, learning how to switch off stress. I've done lots of different podcasts on how to manage stress and how to stay calm. Surveys repeatedly show us that people are feeling overwhelmed and stressed more now than ever before. And so I think it's absolutely important. I've learned it myself over and over again, which is why it's so important to me, the idea of how to manage your stress and how to stay calm in stressful situations. Number four, figuring out who I was and what was important to me in life made all the difference in everything that I did. When Morris Jr. Sr. really sort of when I was talking with him and he was coaching me and I kind of figured out here's what I need. Here are the things, the three or four or five things I need in my life. And oh, I can have those. I can I can get those things in my life. Awesome. Here are the things I don't need in my life and I don't want in my life. And once I figured that out and I figured out what would make me what would bring me 
joy in my life and help me thrive in my life. Once I got those things, all my priorities priorities started to fall into place. And I think that was the big difference that got me into honors with distinction, going from failing to honors with distinction, is knowing what I wanted in life and feeling free and enabled to go after it. Number five, I have learned that for me, repeatedly, doggedly trying different approaches seems to work. I don't feel that I'm naturally gifted at any one thing. I'm not the smartest person in the room. Anyone who's watched me run or, or do CrossFit or whatever knows I'm not physically gifted by any stretch of the imagination. But I know that finding out the latest approaches, tools, and frameworks and getting a great coach can help out just about anyone because that's what's worked for me is to getting coaches and teachers along the way who know the latest science or the latest ideas that can actually work and me spending some time finding out what, what it meant for me personally. How, do, how could I use uh, the mindset for me personally? What did that mean for me? How could I use meditation, self-meditation for me to help me move forward in life? Made all the difference in the world. And then my sixth lesson I think I learned from all of this that the slow, steady 1% gains makes a difference. I'm a huge, huge believer in slow, continuous improvement. Uh, just this is part of what I teach. It's part of who I am. I have it tattooed on my left arm, for heaven's sakes. It's everything that it's so much of what I believe in. Because in my life, I never made big, strideful gains. I never won big things. I never just suddenly got something naturally. It's, it's just trying it over and over again and slowly making gains. Okay, that's everything I wanted to talk about today. Thank you for listening for uh, me repeating, repeatedly failing at something and finding success. I like taking this time to sort of reflect back and show you that, you know, having a growth mindset, having a good coach, having a supporter, learning how to be calm, learning what, what matters in life to you um, as you're thriving, what, 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 what will help you thrive in your life. I think those are important things. And that's why I've created the coaching programs that I have and why I coach the way that I, that I do. I've got a coaching program that helps you figure out how you can stabilize your life and, and achieve better performance in what you're doing. And it's based on many of these same ideas. I've got a coaching program that focuses specifically on how you can live a thriving life, how you can find out what those priorities are in your life that will allow you to thrive, whatever it is you do. Well, as you can see, I've gone through a journey where that's made a big difference for me. All right. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My goal is to help as many people uh, as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance in their life. Uh, I hope today's topic about failing repeatedly before succeeding was inspiring to some of you. And you have a little bit of insight now as to why it's so darn important for me to help out others and why I've created the coaching packages that I have too. If you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe to the site at uh, invictus.coach forward slash register. That's invictus.coach forward slash register. And get regular updates on how we're using neuroscience, high performance, behavioral science, skills, tools, and approaches to help people, teams, and organizations reach peak performance and achieve more. Have a great week, everybody. 